everybody to the You Heard It Here First podcast. I'm your host, Sammy DeYoung, with my... That's the adjective. I was trying to think of a good one. <laughs> that lovely. With Pastor Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any right now. What's a, what's a good adjective? Well, you do have a pretty full week. Yeah, thank you for giving me some slack. Yeah, I I would say, though, that if you are going to use an adjective to describe me, you may want to think about it before the I moment know. you hit record. Right when I hit record, <laughs> I knew I wanted to say some adjective, but I couldn't think of one, so uh-huh. sorry. That's can't okay. say lovely three times in a row. No, you can't do that. And then you saying dashing came into mind, but that feels <laughs> weird if I say that to you, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, I was thinking Dash. maybe witty. <laughs> I I'm kind of afraid of what word you would. I pick. don't know. Because <laughs> the ones that I suggest are clearly in jest, but your Funny. your response tells me I'm so far away from that word in your mind. <laughs> we have different senses of humor. Yeah. So I you laugh know. at things that are funny, and I laugh at things that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, so anyway, how are you doing? I'm good. You're doing good. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot going on right now. I'm a busy guy. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Yes. And Saturday afternoon slash evening mm-hmm. is your is the big youth fundraiser. The big day for the high school What's youth. What's the group? final count? Hundred thirty. That's amazing. Two maybe. That's really cool. It is really. It might be the most that we've had because we're wow. going to have one table, not like the rest. We don't have enough tables. <laughs> okay. Just thought. Which one of these is yes. not like the other? There's going to be one long table while the rest are round. So. Okay. And the theme this year is biblical singers. Biblical singers. You have practiced with your biblical singers tonight, yes. I heard. Yes. Okay. So we're going to practice that and then we're going to set everything up so the gathering place will be all pretty and ready to go for saturday night nice yes so it should be good and then sunday morning you're going to give everybody a little bit of an update yes which you love i love doing that love Mm. public speaking Mm. last couple times you uh you've done really well thank you and you you referenced a couple weeks ago that you were kind of in a repetitive stretch there for a little while i've had a couple weeks off now I'm so not you've in been my able rhythm. to gather your thoughts, mm. do a little selfie veil. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this isn't like a huge, it's like a thank you and telling people how much we raise. It's not like yeah. I'm going up there and talking for a super long time. No. It's just kind of a update on how the night went before. Good. Yes. And I heard you got one more thing going on on Sunday. I'll be up there and... Anyway, because I'm on praise team. You're on praise team. And I'm at the Welcome Center. And you're at the... My word. Got a busy... Yeah, you do. Busy weekend. You want to preach too? No. Okay. (laughs) I'll leave that to you. You were not on praise team when I started. No. Here like three and a half years ago. But you recently started. Yes. I heard they were looking for a few more people. I don't mind singing. And honestly singing seems a little less intimidating to me than talking okay so i thought it would be a good way to get me more comfortable up front 
too. Pretty. And how's that going? I mean, I've only been on Pricey one time. Okay. So. So we should check back in in a couple or months. Has it been two? I it's thought, been two. I was gonna say this will be your third time. This will be my third time, and I've enjoyed it. It's nice. fun. We got a fun praise team. Maybe you'll have to try doing the welcome as a member of the praise team I to did see last if that time. helps. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good way to just sort of get your one liner in and then yeah. get out. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fun. Well, since you're so busy, we'll keep our intro short today. Yes. Who do we have on the podcast today? Today, Pastor Josh is actually helping me out by doing the interview with Marilyn Pettigrove. So he's doing a a location interview. Yeah. You heard it here first podcast on location. Yes. Well, I'm I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the interview with Marilyn and hearing more about, uh, especially her role as our podcast. prayer coordinator yeah she puts the calendars together and yeah leads our monday morning prayer time and mm-hmm. for staff and um yeah looking forward to that great well i think that's all nothing else from you oh pretty no. low-key low-key week maybe one of these weeks we'll talk more until I, then i just say it's <laughs> so scary i don't know anyway stay tuned for maryland everybody Well, I'm happy to be here this afternoon with uh, Marilyn Pettigrove for our uh, interview. I'm filling in uh, this week for Sammy. She's uh, been doing a lot of planning for our youth dinner on Saturday night. And so I had agreed to uh, do the interview this week. And I'm on site in the Pettigrove living room with uh, Marilyn. And uh, thanks, Marilyn, for uh, agreeing to do this. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing fine, thank you. It's been a, it's been a good day, but it's always a good day when there's sunshine. Yeah, when it's sunny, you often like to get out early in the morning. Did you get your walk in this morning? I did. Nice. Yes. How far did you go? I go. It's thirty minutes or thirty-five minutes, depending on how quickly I'm walking. Okay. Um. So I, I don't know how long. A mile, maybe. Okay. And then Vern goes out a little extra after you get oh, back. Oh, he does a lot extra. <laughs> he, if it's a good summer day, he'll do three miles before he takes me. Okay. So if uh, we aren't sure who you are or who Vern is, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Vern and your family, and uh, we'll get to know you a little bit more that way. Vern is my husband of going on 56 years. Um, he is my friend. He is, uh, a good man. I'm very pleased to be married to him. Uh, I am pleased that my children were raised by him as a father because he was a good father. He was a good provider. Uh, we met the first day we started teaching in Rockford. He had a fifth grade classroom and I was a traveling art teacher. And uh, you caught his eye or he caught yours? Oh, I don't think either one, but I probably he caught mine uh, more than likely. Um, We teased about the fact that um, I had his classroom last and then I would stay and talk with him. (laughs) Uh, And 
told my kids that probably he married me because I gave him 10 minutes more art than the rest of them because it was the last of the day. <laughs> but it was, um, it was a wonderful school that he taught at. Uh, lots of Christian people at that particular time. And it was a school of only uh, nine or something, eight or nine people. Okay. Um, but it, it was just a wonderful place to work. Anyway, we, we met um, in September and we did not really start dating until January and we were married the next November. So and you have two daughters? We have two daughters. Rachel is our oldest and uh, Vanessa is our youngest. They're two years, two months and two days apart. And that was not planned that way. Mm. <laughs> it just happened. Sure. Uh, good kids. Good women. Still live around. They do. Rachel lives in the north end of Grand Rapids and Vanessa lives about eight blocks from here. And they have been a real support for me and for us. They've been um, good adults, citizens, nice people. Um, as children, they were good. And I don't want it to make it sound like it's ooey gooey somewhere <laughs> because it wasn't. I mean, they were kids, sure, but they were responsible kids and they picked good friends and uh and they've grown into great adults they've gone into yes good adults uh how about grandkids i have three three grandkids oh yes yes and your face is lighting up as you uh think of them they're <laughs> they love me and i love them <laughs> i mean they tell me that they love me and that's a nice feeling um alec is 24. he got married last august Married a, a, a nice woman who is a Calvin graduate. He is in his second year of physical therapy training through Grand Valley and uh, doing well. Uh, Rachel, rather not Rachel, um, Annie is Vanessa's second one. <laughs> they were they were born first. Um, and she is a junior at Calvin, um, working on a degree in epidemiology. Now, where that will go, I don't know, but that's where she's that sure. and sociology. Okay. So, where that will go, I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> where Rachel got her degree, we didn't know where she was going to go with it either. So, um, and then there's Max. Max is our Russian grandchild. Oh. He was born in Yaroslavl, Russia. And Rachel brought him here at nine months. And he just graduated from high school last year. He is going to CC. And he works at Myers probably about 20 hours a week. Okay. Good kids. They're all good kids. Good. And they give hugs. <laughs> Without my asking. That's very nice. Mm -hmm. So uh, learned quite a bit about your family. Um, you obviously were an art teacher when you met Vern. Any yes. other job history that 
You think, oh, that'd be good for people to know about me. I don't know if it'd be good. <laughs> we, um, I started out to be an English teacher. Okay. Uh, because you had to sign up for something. And um, I did my student teaching at Kentwood High School. And I did not have a good critic teacher. And it was, so I took art because I, I was supposedly qualified to do it. Sure. And they, and Rockford called me, they needed someone. They needed an art teacher. Yes. So you, uh, you've kept your love of books and literature. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, you were telling me just a little bit ago, you were part of three book clubs at one time. Yes. And uh, just sounds like you're in the middle of a, a book for one of those right now. So I am. I won't go. Sure. <clears throat> but I, I have been trying to read the books that other, yeah. that other people are reading simply because I like to. Well, it also gives you something to talk about when they you might talk on the phone or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Lots of times people will talk to me on computer. You know mm -hmm. they. Will Facebook or whatever, sure. and that's nice. And I've had lots of people who said, "When you recommend a book, Marilyn, I put it on my list." Mm. I don't know why, but they do. I, I probably have at least a half a dozen people who say that. Okay. So you and I got to know each other in kind of a unique way. Yeah. Uh, you were on the search team. Yes. Uh, four years ago or so, when that all started. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was that experience like for you to be on a search team looking for a new pastor? I liked it. I thought it was, it was fun. Um, <clears throat> Vern had been on a, a, a team to find a pastor, um, at our last church and, uh, it, I found out from him some things that, sure. you know, they did, but uh, it wasn't the best thing. So I, I was mm, interested. His experience wasn't the best. No. I was interested in knowing something about the people that we were looking at. Okay. I'm a people watcher. Yeah. Um, yeah, you told me that you were watching me. I was. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, Just a little unnerving. <laughs> you know what's happening, but. Yes. Um, I like to know how people think. I also like to know how they react. And I found it to be a good experience. Um, we started out and I don't know if I was the one that suggested, but we started out um, with beginning with prayer always, because I I thought that was the the thing that was good to do. Well, actually, I think there are two things in a healthy church. I've thought it for years. Hmm. One is how healthy is their prayer program, and two is how healthy is their outreach and their. Um, I suppose missions program, because outreach can be local missions or it can be foreign missions. Mm. And um, 
So the prayer was important to me when we started doing this. I like the people on the team. Uh, it was a nice combination of people, many ages, different backgrounds. Um, yeah, that experience on a team like that can be really positive because you do, you're sort of in the trenches together mm -hmm. trying to discern what God is up to, mm -hmm. um, or it can be really negative. It seems, you know, talking with people, uh, being part of a search team doesn't seem to be a lot of in between. Mm -hmm. It's either a good experience or it's, or it's not. <laughs> and we, it sounds like you had a good experience. I had a good experience. Yes, I did. Um, I did like the people on the team. Uh, and I like the fact that there were so many different ages on the team mm -hmm. because church is not made up of just old people or young <laughs> people. Uh, it'll fail for both of those. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So I, I like that very much. Uh, Pastor Doug gave us some minor advice, but he, he didn't stick his nose in anything. Sure. But he would give us some things to look at or, at, you know, not ask, but just um, think about. Mm -hmm. He didn't do it often. I think it only happened once or twice. But it was a nice opportunity to think about things that you probably wouldn't normally think sure. about. When we're hiring somebody, that's scary. It, it really mm -hmm. is scary. I'm glad I'm not someone who hires people on a regular basis. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm very glad about that. So well, the whole search process is uh, unique. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a good friend who shared their church's process, and uh, he asked me, you know, as a pastor looking for a church, what would you want to hear? And uh, so I shared some things, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's a unique it's a unique process for both sides. <laughs> what I was surprised at was that several of the candidates were so young you included sure um as i've come to to think about it unless you have young people coming up you're not going to get anywhere you can't just have an old church hmm. and um so i was glad for that uh, and we got a distinct look at three different personalities when we got down to three i mean sure. uh, which was an interesting situation. So, yeah. Well, you talked about how important prayer was to you in that uh, search team process. And yes. prayer, in some ways, uh, you're known as the prayer lady at our <laughs> church, whether that's, a, I think it's said with affection, uh, but you're the one who puts the prayer calendar together and you help lead our Monday prayer time. And uh, that's, been an important part of your ministry at first. Has it always been that way, where prayer has been a significant part of your life? And if if not, when did that, or how did that all start? It has, not in the form that I have right now. Um, when I was a young mother, uh, worker, whatever, 
I would have people that I would call and pray with at home because they were having problems. I don't know why. I seem to have had people who are drawn to me mm. and want to, and are willing to talk with me. And there were some people that I would call daily just simply to pray with them. Over the phone. Over the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had. That was pretty ahead of its time. It's, really? I think praying over the phone for a lot of people, it's sort of a, I think it's, I mean, I think it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure everyone feels as comfortable to suggest that as you. So it's admirable. I know. I feel comfortable doing yeah. it. Uh, one of the, the ladies that I worked with, I had her daughter as sort of, I was sort of a mentor. And the daughter had um, some problems. She was a teenager. She had some problems with uh, drugs and a few other things. And it was a, it was a real struggle for the mom. Mm. And we would pray for her. Um, another gal had three children and um, a marriage that wasn't always that great. And we would pray over those issues as well. Um, but I have done those kinds of things for years. I've done them with the kids. Vern and I got into the habit of praying with the kids over issues that were of concern to them. Uh, didn't matter whether it was a test mm. or uh, a friendship or whatever. And we still do it. And strangely enough, in this process with disease, uh, at least one of my daughters calls me on or called me on chemo days and would want to pray with me before I went because she knew it was going to be difficult, hmm. which was, un, it was new to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, sure. I'm used to doing it for other people, yeah. but it, it's a healthy thing. Hmm. To be on their seat again. It is. Yeah. Yes. So was that, was prayer something that was modeled for you in your home growing up? Is that something that you um, became important part of your life as you, it became, you know, grew up uh, as a, a teenager? Is that it became. I was um, uh, I belonged to Calvary Andunam for a long, long time. Um, and I had a lot of people who kind of looked after me. But it wasn't a prayer thing. Mm. Um, they they just looked after me. They took an interest in me, just as some teachers took an interest in me. And um, and my mother, I don't remember my mother sitting down and praying with me. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not trying to be. No, not about this. I just am not sure. Sure. Um, well, some people have, uh, yeah, parents always prayed before and after meals and would pray before bedtime. And so there was a routine that got established and other people that was not their experience, but had an event or something mm -hmm. happened where prayer became, uh, I want to say more real, but the the experience of praying and the importance of prayer became more real and 
prayer is comforting to me. Um, it's calming to me. Uh, it, when I'm praying with someone, I'm concentrating on that issue. And I actually like it if someone says to me, would you pray for this? Mm -hmm. I feel specific. Um, Should we try to hold that specific thought or person or situation in mind? Yeah. It's, uh, it just works. I, I feel comfortable praying. I feel comfortable praying with other people. I did have someone ask me one day, what if they don't want to pray, Marilyn? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, and, but I still offer. Have you ever had anyone turn you down? I haven't, but what do you say? Okay, I've had people turn. Have you? Yeah. I've asked if I would could pray for a, a member or you know patient and sure. Um, I, I had gotten this the way that I had asked it. I had gotten the sense from the conversation that their their likely response was going to be no. Okay, <clears throat> there was. I want to say there was some God stuff going on, but the God relationship was strained with that person. Mm -hmm. and so um, I said, would you like me to pray for you now? Or would you like me to wait and, That's a good and idea. pray when I'm in my car? So that they would know they were going to be prayed for either way. Mm -hmm. um, but then they said, if you would just wait and, you know, prayed with them another time, but um, even giving someone the permission to sort of say, you know, God and I aren't on the greatest of speaking terms right now, and God understands that. And mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of an awkward thing, but I had, I sort of had this nudge of, you can pray on your own and that will be all right. Yeah. We have a friend who I've given shots to for years and years and years. I started out with her husband. We lived, we, they lived in Rockford when we lived in Rockford. And um, her husband died about six years ago. And she'd been through some real difficult times, but towards the end of his life, she'd been Catholic and she'd left the church and she wanted, she wanted not to leave the church. She wanted to be, um, wanted it to be different. And uh, I remember offering to pray with her and was surprised that she wanted me to. Uh, especially when her husband was in the process of dying. Uh, and I think between Vern and I, she came back to the faith. It's not always been the easiest thing for her because her children were not raised in the faith and they don't understand it. Hmm. So, uh, but, and she will ask us questions about faith and about the church and whatever. I, I remember saying to her, talk to the priest. Uh, it's different now. 
And she actually went back and talked to the priest mm. and it was Good for her. It was a comforting thing yeah. for her. So So you uh were diagnosed with cancer, pancreatic yeah. cancer a while ago, and you've since then become an at home worshiper. Yeah. I wonder, do you feel when we're doing the prayer time, like you're in the worship center with us? You've talked about imagining people and situations. Mm -hmm. um, does I, that question make sense? Well, yes. It, it's. Um... I'm thinking about how the spirit unites us. Yes. And how when we pray, our eyes are closed and we're a little less aware of our surroundings. Mm -hmm. If, yeah, there's a sense of a greater connectedness, maybe, if you experience that or not. The nice thing about this for me personally is that I prayed for years for other people, but I did not understand until now what it meant to be prayed for and to know that you are being prayed for. Um, that has been a really nice experience hmm. to feel the presence of God because you can feel the prayers that are being, are they being sent physically at that moment? No, but you know that you are connected and that has been really good for me personally. Mm. Uh, when you're praying, you're specific, very often you are specific in your prayers. And I find that helpful for me. Um, I don't know if it's helpful for everyone. You know, uh, we all experience things differently. But, uh, I like listening to you pray. Mm. Um, so when you say something specifically, it's like, oh, okay, I can add that. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, th thinking more about um, worshiping at home, you mentioned um, one of the, earlier when we were sort of setting this up, um, one of the things that you miss about going to worship uh, what do you miss about sort of worshiping among the saints in person? I miss worshiping among the saints in person. <laughs> I miss the people. Mm. I miss hearing people ask you questions, talk to you, um, interact with you. I I miss seeing their faces and their smiles. There are some people at church who are always smiling. And it's such a joy to talk with them. Um, I miss that. I miss being in service and listening to the sermon. Although I probably, because I take notes, uh, <laughs> Can pay attention better at home. I I do pay attention, but but I took notes sometimes often at church. 
Um, and it, it reminds me of what's being said. I told you last week that yeah. what, what you said was important to me. Mm -hmm. And it was. So. Yeah, that's always, as I said to you then, um, that's always the hope mm -hmm. is that the sermon you're writing and working on and preaching is actually something that will have, you know, cause change or impact people. But then I'm always surprised when it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you, I mean, what do you appreciate about the worshiping at home experience? Outside of that, you can. I, I'm basically, I'm glad that I can. You're glad you can. Yes, I am glad that I can see what's going on. I can hear what's going on. Um, I can think about what's going on. The involvement mentally is important for me. Um, but I do miss being around the people. Uh, again, I guess that's that people watcher thing. Um, You know, there are good people there. Mm -hmm. And um, I wish I could greet them. So one of the things that uh, we've talked a little bit about is your health, which is mm -hmm. uh, here in the midst of chemotherapy and anticipating hopefully soon surgery. Should be two weeks. Two weeks. From today. What do you appreciate being asked? I appreciate that people want to know hmm. when I um, when I was diagnosed with this, I remember on the way we talked about I, I hope I said, I hope this is gallbladder and not pancreatic cancer. <laughs> and two hours later, the guy came in after the CAT scan and said, it's cancer and it's pancreatic. Uh, Hopefully not as enthusiastic as that. No, it wasn't. Uh, but it, your heart sank. Yes, and Vern, Vanessa said to me, well, how do you feel? And I said, nothing. Mm. You know, I, I don't know how to feel. Sure. Um, but uh, I don't mind talking about it. It is not an, an issue with me. I don't want, and I don't, didn't want the doctors to hold anything back. Tell me what I'm facing. I can deal with that. Sure. Um, don't sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat it. I don't, you know, I worked oncology sure. for a while when I was a nurse and no, don't sugarcoat it. Um, but I cannot honestly say that anybody has said anything that I thought was inappropriate. Hmm. I have had a lot of people who have sent a lot of cards for which I am very grateful. Uh, I have had a lot of people who have said that they were praying for me either online or, you know, some other way. And that is something I'm very grateful for. Um, this is not what I would have chosen. Sure. You know, you've said that before. Yes. But at the same time, I've learned a lot. Mm. And I hope I never stop learning. 
but um, I have been blessed with a good family, with a good church, with friends. Um, it's it's been not a bad experience. How would you say the uh, diagnosis and the journey over the last couple of months has impacted your faith? Actually, I think it's a little stronger. Hmm. Um, How so? I think that I really believe I've said to you, I think, I don't know for sure, but I think I have that I could get cured out of this. I could buy time out of this or I could go to heaven out of this and all three are okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that. Uh, I don't know where it's going and I don't like that. I'd much mm. rather have, okay, this is where we're heading, you know, Sure. But, uh, but I'm okay with it. I, I hurt when other people hurt because of me. Hmm. I wish that was not the case. Hmm. I do not know Thanks how. Thanks for your kids and grandkids. My kids, my grandkids hmm. and Vern, Vern yeah. they've been great. They really have been great. Um, yeah, your sadness is less about you and your situation, and it's more about how you see it impacting others. I wish that it didn't have to be that way. I really do wish it didn't have to be that. But you're not always given uh, what you choose. So what do you do with what you have? And the irony, I bet, is that if Vern could take your place, he probably would. And then he'd feel the same way you do now. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um. Probably. I know it's been hard on the girls. Sure. Um, mm. It's. Has it changed your familial relationships? I love them a lot more. Do you? Oh, yes. Mm. Oh. Maybe not love them more, but maybe more precious. They're more precious, mm. yes. They're. I am aware of how important they are. Hmm. and how fortunate I am. But, um, you know, I've often talked about um, Dr. Tim Keller, also diagnosed yes. with pancreatic mm -hmm. cancer. And he said something similar to that, too, um, in terms of like his relationship with God um, and people. Uh, he, he sort of said something along the lines of, it's not that I love them more, but um, God, being with God is so much uh, sweeter. And being with people I love is, is just sweeter. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's similar to your experience as well. That what you love is just sweeter. It is sweeter. You know, Vern and I have been married a long time. And we are... Um, it's just precious. Mm. It's, it's a joy. The girls have been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate them more. It's been, it, it's been actually, if you're saying it, how, how do you have cancer and say it's been a good experience? But it has. Hmm. Uh, now, I think I tend to be a bit of an optimist. 
the kids used to call me um, uh, Pollyanna. Hmm. Yes, Polly. Yes, Polly. Sure. Uh, I don't know if I'm that much of an optimist, but I would much rather be positive than sure. you know negative about it. So. Well, it seems very appropriate to end this podcast um, by praying. Oh, so I'd like you to can do pray that anytime. If, uh, if that's all right. Gracious God, uh, we thank you for the gift of prayer. We thank you for the gift of people who love us, who hold us up in prayer, people that we can pray for and love. Uh, thank you for Marilyn and for the heart that you've given to her. Uh, we are grateful that you hold her life in your hands and that even in the midst of this difficult part of her journey uh, you have shown yourself faithful and so sweet to her and so may you continue to bless and keep her uh, and all of us uh, we pray in christ's name amen amen